Here is an email I received from a 15-year-old. Hi, Dr. Kenner. I am 15 years old and I am losing popularity fast. I used to be friends with so many people. Now everyone seems to hate me. And I've been nice to everyone. They just don't seem to like me anymore. Please help me be friends with everyone again. Thanks, Jody. Okay, Jody. When you talk about wanting to be friends with everyone, that's unrealistic. I mean, I don't think I'm friends with everyone. People, not everyone likes me. And I think some, I like some people a lot. I like some people a little and I don't like some people. So when you're looking to be Miss Popularity, that's not going to be helpful to you. What you want instead is to think about what do I want in a friendship? What do you want in a friendship? Do you want not just a lot of admiring people who listen to what you say, but do you want one or two genuinely good friends, people you can go to who are warm listeners, who are interesting, who share the same activities and interests that you have, who have the same type of sense of humor that you have, and you guys are interested in in the same things. You don't need a whole bunch of people. You want to make your goal, how can I find a good friend? And it may not be with the same group of friends. So that's the first part. In terms of popularity, I would shift that from instead of thinking you need to be, in quotes, popular, make the goal to be to find a good friend. And it can be one or two friends. The next thing you say is, now everyone seems to hate me. The first thing that comes to my mind is everyone. Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad and then Alan will be back. Romance. Oh, I wish guys knew more about what we want from a relationship. <laughs> Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Ah, uh, here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance. A serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Hmm, The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. The first thing that comes to my mind is everyone? That's mind reading. You're assuming you know what's on their mind. Obviously, you're picking up some feedback from them that they're not as comfortable with you as they have been in the past. But Everyone means a group of individuals, and you want to treat each of them as individuals, not like it's a big glob, and the big glob of everyone is now against you. Think of it in terms of individuals. Why isn't Susie talking to me? Why isn't Jane talking to me? Why isn't Aaron talking to me anymore? You want to figure out why do they just seem like they walk away from me, and when I go over to their locker and try to talk with them, they turn around. You want to be able to approach one or two of them on a one-on-one -on -one basis and say, hey, what's up? You know, I feel like something's going on and I can't quite put my finger on it, but I feel like, I, I feel like, you've been walking away from me. Help me understand that better. If you're not afraid to ask someone that you feel more comfortable with in private what's going on, you may find out more data. You may be given some feedback that's helpful to you. So just jumping to the conclusion, thinking that everybody hates you, 
You may be delighted to find out that it's not 100% true, that there are people that like you that may just be busy or they have a lot of homework to do. So you need to do some homework and not just look like it's a big glob, a big group of people. The other thing you can do is privately ask yourself, is there anything that I've heard from people? Do people like my mom and my sister and my aunt and friends tell me I talk too much? I don't listen? Or I'm always uh, focused on myself? Or maybe I talk too fast or send too many emails or text too much? Or I'm always asking for favors? Or I'm begging people to be my friend? Those are very off-putting behaviors. In fact, in the book, there's a book called The Loneliness Workbook, A Guide to Developing and Maintaining Lasting Connections by Mary Ellen Copeland. She talks about relationship turnoffs, and those are some of them. Sometimes you can invade someone's space and cling to them too much, and they don't like it. They want to be able to breathe. So if you're engaging any of those type of relationship turnoffs, man, it's really good to find out about them when you're 15 because you can change them. And you obviously have had a history of being popular, so you did something right before. It could have nothing to do with relationship turnoffs. Maybe you're a really warm person, a good listener with a healthy sense of humor and interested in ideas. Maybe you're a wonderful person, but maybe there's an envious person in the group that's told people gossip about you that isn't even true. You need to do the detective works. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid. Maybe there's even a a school guidance counselor that can help you through this too. But don't be afraid to ask the people themselves one, you know, one-on-one what's going on and that can help you. So I also recommend, you're 15 years old, I read a book a little later than that called The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand. And I learned how important it is to really value yourself, to be your own best friend. I know that sounds like a cliche, but when you can be your own best friend, you actually are more likable to other people too, to make your own life interesting and you become more interesting to other people and you attract better people into your life. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. Here's a very quick email from Andy. Hello, Dr. Kenner. Can a man's sexual appetite be blocked by harsh financial situations? The answer is absolutely yes, Andy. That if you're if you're feeling like you're successful financially and you love your job and you've got a good hobby, then you'll feel like you want the reward of sex. If you feel like you're you're a failure financially and you can't get anywhere in life, you're not going to feel like celebrating as much. And sex takes a very different, um, it, it, does, it isn't anywhere near as enjoyable and you may not even want it anymore. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner on The Rational Basis of Happiness. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and Dr. Edwin Locke. It's not romantic, exciting, or fulfilling to be in a relationship with a dull partner, someone who has no strong interests or values and doesn't care to develop any. Such a person does not make life interesting. How can you feel romantically attracted to an empty, superficial person? And who would want to date or marry an unkept, smelly person who lives in grimy sweats, rarely showers, and seldom brushes his teeth or combs his hair? Looks do matter. When you fall 
fall in love, you don't fall in love with a disembodied spirit, but with a whole person, mind and body. And who wants a partner who nags, yells, sulks, or never listens to you? Good loving and good romance require good positive communication. You can download Chapter One for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy the book at amazon.com.